Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, Gem Revealed listeners. Welcome to another session of Gem Revealed, Self-Mastery to Soulmate. And it's every week is my commitment to you to bring forth the greatest, most valuable information that could not only change your relationships, but also your life. And again, this week, I think I have brought forward an incredible guest who's really going to add some valuable insight into your life today. I know he's been a dear friend of mine for a very long time. The word very in there really does uh, give us a little bit more information about our age, but we'll just slide that right under the carpet. But yes, I've known my friend Yathis, who is here today with us for uh, you know a couple of decades now. We know each other from the land of ministry, so those yeah. circles run very small. And we've only just really more recently connected, and that's been really a pleasure. And learning the growth that this man has been on has made me sit here and feel jealous and then want to hang on to his coattails to really learn more. So today um, he works, uh, he's created his own company, 3C People, Third Culture People, 3CP, and it's coaching training. Um, And he's really going to get into the depths of this, but I do want to really make it sound a little bit less stoic. What he's wearing on his sleeve is the heartache and some of the struggle that he's went through over the last couple of years that have really led him to the most triumphant place in his life so far. And that is why he's here, is to learn how he's taken that struggle and to shift that and turn it into the most incredible, valuable information, proving that it's the lens that you look you look through. So yay this, I am so grateful we've reconnected. I wanna yeah. pass the ball to you, say hello, tell us a little bit about yourself and just welcome to Gem Reveal. Yeah, thank you, Janine. It's been um, quite a while since we, you know, connected and recently reconnected. So love your energy, love what you're doing here with Jim Reveal. Uh, you've always been an energetic, inspiring person. So when you gave me this invitation, I could obviously only say yes and oh, yes. I'm so happy. Thank you for <laughs> the invitation and um, I welcome your, your audience as well. So a little bit about myself, 3CP, Third Culture People. Yes, we consult, we train, we coach. And what we're doing is developing businesses and businesses and organizations to develop diverse, inclusive, and cohesive high-functioning teams for greater productivity, innovation, profitability. And um, people always ask me, what's a third culture person? Well, a third culture person is one who embraces a greater variety of cultural uh, identities and skillfully bridges the gap between our differences. And you know, with the past 
you know, year, two years or so, we've had a lot of isms and schisms within our country. So, you know, we're, we're coming alongside organizations, churches, nonprofits as well, and we're helping, um, we're helping humanize everyone so that we can create a better world where we get along and we thrive as a community. So that's what we're about. So before you, we jump into the topic, because, you know, we're really here to talk about, you know, some of the struggles that you've been through and how you've really morphed through, you know, a lot of this adversity has really shifted you into the greatest place you've been in thus far in your life. But I just can't help to ask this question. And it, you know, 3CP, there is just so much angst and um, division today that I almost can't believe somebody would be willingly able to dive into that and help, help bridge the gap when it's just, it's a war. There's a war out there. So I know I wanna to get to our topic, but is yeah. there a way to concisely, I mean, really concisely, is, can you just summarize that? How do, how do you willingly step in and, and create this yeah. bridge? That's a great question. It's a calling. Uh, most people that I talk to, um, who are in this particular field and discipline, it's a calling for them. And for me, it began through my faith. Um, you know, my faith was passed on through my grandfather, my, my mom, my parents, my dad. And, you know, two things. My grandfather used to, he was a, he was a sharecropper. Um, and a sharecropper is kind of like a extended version of slavery in some ways. And he always, but he loved everyone. He always said, son, you got to have pure love. And that resonated with me. It was a seed planted in me. And then my mom would always say, love people for who they are, not for who you want them to be. Right. And with those seeds planted, I, I just learned to love people. And it's a, it's a challenge for me. You know, how do, I, how do I love my enemy, right? And so I want to move you from a, an enemy to a friend, to an ally, to, to family. And I've got stories where I have been able to do that effectively as so I've traveled the world. Are you only working with like faith-based corporations? Or are you working with people or corporations? I'm doing both. I'm working with, uh, so I do coaching for individuals that want to grow in this particular area. Um, and I also work with businesses and faith-based organizations. So do you have to have a faith-based mindset to adhere to your principles or ideology? Um, no, because I use um, secular tools. I use tools that are uh, research-based that helps. You have to have a mindset um, where you're willing to change. And you're willing. Now, faith does help, absolutely, because we have, we have principles and we have a God, right, that is love. God is love. And so Amen. with that basis and foundation, you can lean into this more effectively than someone who may not have that disposition. Agreed. Agreed. I, you know, we could do, do a whole, oh, <laughs> do, this could be a whole series. Ever. So never yeah. mind a podcast, but yeah. I did, I just, you know, I know the listeners are, you know, I know they were wanting to know the same thing as I am. So with that, we do want to jump into really the meat of this story. And I know that you had shared pieces with me quite mm -hmm. vulnerably, if, if I may add that in. Um, and I'd love you to share whatever you're comfortable with, with our audience and really then just, you know, tell us what happened, where you're at and, you know, how did yeah. you then 
move through that into success where you're at now. Yeah. So Janine, last time you probably saw me, I was in full-time ministry prior to, you know, us reconnecting and I've been in ministry for a long period of time, a couple of decades, um, full-time and always been in ministry of some capacity. But, um, in the last, I would say the last, last year, 2020 was the worst year of my life, but yet the best year of my life. And here's why last year I went through a divorce and it was very painful, many, many tearful nights. And, uh, it was just devastating. Um, ended up resigning from my full-time ministry position. I had already started three CP because, uh, we had moved from full-time ministry to part-time. And so that, that transition was already occurring, uh, within my life. But, you know, after the divorce, um, it was, it was really difficult. And so I, I've kind of titled this from broke to breakthrough. And here's what happened, Janine, during that time, uh, I was working with or being mentored by John Maxwell, the John Maxwell team group. And I had one, I had a couple about three mentors that I would listen to and connect with on a weekly basis. That really helped me through this process, administered to me. Um, and then I did professional counseling. And I would say, what may have taken three years happened for me in three months. I mean, I leaned in, it was painful. It was surgery. It was literally heart soul surgery. And that was helpful. And then I had my family embrace me, my parents, my sisters. And I told my mom recently, I said, you know, I've always had three sisters, but now I have three friends. And so, you know, they become friends. We worship together. We pray together. We share together. And then I had some brothers that um, if you remember the parable where these guys lifted a paralytic, uh, paraplegic uh, uh, person um, and right through the roof, right? And so this, this person who was disabled, couldn't move, uh, they, they as friends were determined to put him at the feet of Jesus. And I've had some brothers uh, who work with me and did that for me. And so they were there. So I had these support systems that uh, were, was working with me through that time. And then- Before um, you go to the and then, yes. because what you just shared is you know, really deep right, right there in and of itself. Yeah. What I wanna bring to the attention of listeners, because maybe I know a little bit more, um, by you sharing what you just shared, maybe it sounds like, you know, you were beating somebody and you were this bad guy and now you were in so much pain and had to go through all this surgery. But the reality is, is that you were going through what common divorce, but decided to take the ownership of your part in it instead of just passing the blame. It wasn't that you were, you know, unfaithful and doing all these bad things or a drug addict or lost the house or, you know, was beating somebody up. Like, I think that part, I just think we needed to share that. I mean, it's relevant to some degree. Yeah, either absolutely. way, either way, you're taking on the responsibility, whether or not, you know, no matter what, you're just owning your place in it. Yeah. Sometimes when you, you hear of divorce, especially someone in ministry, you think of the worst case scenario, right? This person was unfaithful. You know, they were doing things secretively, you know, and people didn't know, but it takes two right? It takes two to work through. And I could say that um, I, I, I fully own up. And, and when I talk about broken, 
when I began to process things that um, I was working through, one of the biggest things, Janine, that impacted my life for many, many years that I wrestled with was this fear of failure. And, and this fear of failure drove my behavior. Now, I was very successful. I was at a very high level within my denomination as, as probably, I mean, one of the highest levels you could be at in ministry. Um, gave oversight to a lot of churches. What got me involved in cultural intelligence was I was working with all these different cultures, like United Nations primarily in the greater New York City area. So you named the culture, the ethnicity. I was probably working with those groups of people. I so I love that. that. You know, I love that. Uh, but um, I yet had these uh, in, in, in inhibiting forces working against me. And one of them was the fear of failure. And uh, I had to wrestle with that through counseling and through prayer and through uh, my relationships that I developed support team. And one of the lessons that I've learned is, well, let me go back to that fear. Um, when I, you remember Sanford and Son? Of course. <laughs> Again, we're going to go back to how old we are. I know, right? So, so what did Fred used to always say to Lamont, you know, when he get a, you, you I, I, I do say I know he's having a heart attack. Yeah. Well, for the sake of time, he used to call him you big dummy. And, yes. and my dad, when he used to get frustrated with me, when I was very young, he used to, he used to say that to me. And so I didn't realize this, Janine, until years when I was in my doctoral program, we had this exercise we had to do called father wounds. And so I was like, my dad and I have a great relationship. There's no father wounds, but Holy Spirit revealed it to me. And it was that. And that affected me where I was feeling like I was never smart enough. I was never good enough. I was never smart enough. And that drove me. You know, that drove my behaviors that caused me to do some things where I, I could have given more attention to my family, but, but I was pursuing um, some goals, you know, career goals, if you will. And so um, here's what I learned that success emerges from the inside out. It's not about external phenomena and people affirming you. It's really about you understanding yourself and being content in who you are especially as a believer in Christ. So that was lesson number one for me. Uh, lesson number two, I had to address those limiting beliefs and self-imposed barriers and limitations that I had, that I had put on myself. Give us an so, example of that, because that sounds like big words and I want to really yeah. make it so applicable to anyone listening. So women, men, married, not married, like just what does that mean? Yeah, so, so a limiting belief for me was that, again, I wasn't, I wasn't smart enough. Um, I, was, I was always intimidated. And I had to learn to be comfortable in my own skin as an African-American man, where I may not have been in African-American circles. And most of the time, I was not, right? And so you could be a woman, and you're the only woman in the room, right, amongst leaders, and so how do you feel comfortable? How do you, how do you feel comfortable and confident in your skin, in your body? And so those are the things that uh, I had to, those were, those were limiting beliefs that I had about myself as I entered into these particular spaces, even though yet I performed well enough to continue to grow and advance career-wise. 
So, so those were self-imposed limiting beliefs that I had to overcome. Can I give an example for the relationship world? Sure. So, and you tell me if we're, we're tracking similarly, if, mm -hmm. if um, I'm not good enough for this person, this person is so much smarter than me. I'm not pretty enough. I am getting too old or I, I'm 10 pounds heavier. That whatever we think and focus on grows and therefore then we react and respond from it. So is that somewhat of what you're talking about? Because if I'm listening yeah. correctly, you know, here you are the highest ranks possible, but afraid of failure. So yeah. you might be the most beautiful person in the world and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter because whatever you think is what you're going to respond. And is that right. something what Absolutely. we're talking about? Absolutely. You know, that, I mean, it's, it's scripture and, and people have written books. So a man thinketh, right? So, so, so is he. And so as we developing the right mindset is so critical because you could be the prettiest woman in the room and have a, have a, a husband that adores you. But if you're not content with yourself and, and confident within yourself of what you bring and who you, most of all, who you are, um, you'll, it'll impact that relationship. Sure. And so that impacted my marriage, right? Mm -hmm. That impacted my relationships. The way you're not going to be trusting, you're, you're going to always feel a sense of dis-ease, which will mm -hmm. always, you know, come back and and really haunt and plague the relationship. So, yeah, I mean, there's sure. so many ways that it could really dismantle the relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. So those are some, some key lessons that I've learned. And I would also say, another lesson I've learned is be the person God has called me to be. Learn to be fully human, comfortable and confident being who I was created to be. And that takes, that takes time to marinate, right? Marinate in the presence of God, you know, meditate. And I spend a lot of time today, you know, meditating these days, every day I'm up 530 in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, I'm meditating. That's a part of uh, the new Yathis is really connecting vertically so that I could be effective horizontally with relationships that I have. So I have great relationships, the best relationships I have now with my sons, uh, my two sons, I have great relationship with my parents, and thank God they're still living in their 80s. And with my sisters and my nieces, you know, those are those are relationships that I I value. Whereas before, I was trying to please others because of you know what I was what what I was wrestling with. I think um, what you just said is so invaluable. Is your confidence can't come like if you anchor your confidence. In anything else than what your purpose and God's given you a purpose. I mean, the Bible says it, you were created for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you start trying to figure that out on your own, how do you find confidence in anything? Because everything is just, you know, it it's gonna fade away. So yeah. it's it's such a critical component. And outside of your confidence, if you don't have that, I can easily see you trying to tackle the world my cat is jumped up and we don't edit so that's if you see a tail coming up it's that's it but um so it's just such such an important topic and I love how you you know threaded together that finding this level of peace within yourself thus confidence has really allowed you to establish the right relationships without trying to please the world yeah yeah and and let me share this um from a business perspective 
you know, you're in business and you have the ups and downs, you have the valleys, you know, you have the peaks, right? Peaks and valleys. And uh, what I always resort back to is my purpose. Why? My big why, right? Simon Sinek, right? Understanding your why. And so when you understand your why, which is purpose, it fuels you. It allows you to look forward, right? Um, you know, you can look at Jesus even on the cross, right? He, he looked beyond that and saw purpose, you know, the reason why he came. And so when we have purpose and we can focus on that purpose, we can look beyond what we're going through, those challenges, those, uh, those, those valley moments and say, you know what, this is worth it because there's something greater that I'm living for. And it's not just about me. You know, another principle I learned from a colleague, my best friend, actually, Doug Golden, he said, Yathis, you're in, you're, you don't own 3CP. God does. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. That's a good cliche, you know, something I could, I could believe in. But it really hit me. Like, I started to meditate on it. I was like, wow, this is really important. You know, I think I should adopt this. And so I said, okay, Father God, you're the CEO Jesus, you're the COO, Holy Spirit, you're the CFO, so help me, you know, because this is new, you know, and this is, I'm embarking on something big here, so, uh, and it's been good, it's been, it's been a great journey of learning, and, and meeting people, and, and trying to make a difference in the lives of individuals as a United States of America, which I love. You know, this is ironic, I just, well, not ironic, it's a bad moment, um, so just last night, I was in a Bible study, a Bible study fellowship, and we were talking about purpose and how when Satan moved, when Jesus was led out into the wilderness after 40 days of fasting, how Satan tempted him. And he basically said, uh, you know, you can have the kingdom and you don't have to go through the pain of the cross, just bow down. And Jesus denied it, used scripture to get through it. And basically it was because he knew the purpose. He knew that he had to go through the pain of the cross to get to really his father's heart and to live out his full purpose. And even though that, you know, here the temptation comes, no, let's not look at that. Like you don't need to go through that pain. I'll just bow down and take the shortcut. It's all yours. Instead, he knew that he had to go through his father's will to get yeah. to the purpose. I love that. And sometimes it's bumpy. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. So, so Janine, I'll, I'll I'll wrap up with this. I'm in the best place. When I said the best, last year was the worst year, but yet the best because it started a a new trajectory for me, where I'm in the healthiest place I've ever been spiritually, physically, mentally, intellectually, emotionally, relationally, and financially. So. How did you wow. do that though? There, there's this, there's these principles that you learn. Yeah. Right? There's principles. I, I, I went through counseling. I had support. Um, had my sisters, had my brothers, and had some coaching. And John Maxwell, is yeah. is that the full story? No, no. There's one more piece. <laughs> one more piece. So, um, I was uh, connecting with a friend out of the John Maxwell conference, and she said, um. She said, you got to go to this Tony Robbins conference. And she said, it'll change your life. 
And, you know, here am I, you know, I'm like, man, life change is needed for me. So I'm, I'm willing. And so I ended up um, signing up for the European version because I didn't know there was an, a, a U.S. version, American version. So I had to get up super early for it. But the name of that conference was Unleashing the Power Within. And as a believer, you know, I just related it like, wow, the Holy Spirit is in me. Like, God lives inside of me. And he's given me this power. How do, I, how do I release this? How do I connect to the power that is within me? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so as I went through this four days, I believe it was four days or whatever, I learned so much. So, and I started doing these things beforehand, but they really cemented them in my heart and soul. Physically, I'm working out four to five times a day. I eat well, like my friend, Doug, my best friend, Doug challenged me to be a, a vegetarian about three years ago. Uh, well, I did that for three months and decided I'm going to be a pescatarian. Okay. Cause you know, so I eat my fish, but I, but I eat healthy and, um, and got, you know, body as well. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in, uh, spiritually. Yeah. I'm, I'm up early. Like I said, I'm meditating on scripture every day. I'm marinating in the presence of God. Uh, and then connecting with spiritual friends and family. Um, mentally, intellectually, I'm feeding, I'm always feeding myself, you know, um, learning, growing. And again, I've got over that limiting belief that I'm not smart enough. Emotionally, have key relationships with uh, brothers, my family, that's, that's so helpful. Um, and that feeds me. And then, you know, also relationally, you know, just, um, and here's the thing, relationally, I've learned to love unconditionally. And so I'm here um, supporting my parents, my, my dad had four surgeries in the past several years, three or four years, and just being with him and serving him, you know, learning to love on him and doing things I never imagined I'd be doing for my dad, you know. Um, and so that's been helpful because it's teaching me how to sacrifice how to give up self where before I was more selfish. It was about my career. It was about me advancing. Now it's about me. How can I serve my family well? And then financially, I'm not physic like physically where I want to be financially, but I got over the fear of money. And it's all about, you know, in finances, it's about mindset. And so having the right mindset when it comes to finances, and I know how to save, I've I've saved, you know, have a retirement and all that, but just being able to overcome the fear of money, especially as a business person, because, you know, they're the ebbs and flows within business. And so I'm in the hands of God and, and I've, I've learned, I've had to learn to trust him like I've never trusted him before. So that's where I'm at, Janine. That's my story. I stick to that. That's a really, it's, it's a really compelling story. I was going to say it's a wonderful story, but there was a lot of pain and heartache in there. Yeah, and really yeah. what, I, what I heard you say is you didn't stay in the, in the wake of victim mentality. What I really heard was I really had to reflect back and see what, was, what were some of the fractions here? Where do I need to look in the mirror and get the help that I need instead of just wallowing in it. And so you're recognizing, hey, there's some fear of rejection and fear of failure. Hey, I need to you know, recognize I wasn't paying the right amount of attention at home and now I'm paying a very big price for it. There's all these components that you said, okay, here's the things I did wrong and how do I 
not stay in some sort of victim place, but actually get the help I need and really lean in on God. And that last piece with Tony Robbins, I know I've had a hard time talking to other Christians, you know, thinking that that is, you know, that is not godly, that is not godly. And I'd be the first to say that it is the most, if you look for the godly principles in it, it's right there. And that has been a huge impact on my life. Huge, huge, huge impact in my life. So what would be the one thing, if we wrap this up, we summarize it, what would you tell our our listeners? You know, how do you go from, um, you know, broke, again, not financially, from brokenness to breakthrough? How do I go from this place where I'm victim, I'm broken, I'm divorced, starting over, I had a move, you know, how do I, how do I get from that ground floor to get up to the ceiling and live on purpose? Wow. That's so challenging to try to wrap up in one statement. But for me, it was about his presence, knowing God, and within knowing God, know yourself and come to grips with your humanity and accept who you are in him. And I think if we could do that, because there are so many influences, right? Many of us are trying to please others, but it's really about pleasing him and being comfortable in your own skin, whatever that may, because, you know, a lot of us, we all have insecurities that we need to bring to the cross and overcome. And so, uh, and and so I I would say that's, if if I were to give one message, it's no God, no self and live on purpose live on purpose. And I I would point out to the listeners as you're listening, you know, again, I point out that this was at the top of his career, the top. So if somebody at the top of their career could vocally admit some of these things and know I need to really walk a different line and get the help and support the coaching that I, I need to really get to the to the life of intention and beauty, then I yeah. think for everybody listening, what's our excuse? You know, yeah. not Jane, everybody I, needs coaching, but I think everybody can really benefit from a great yeah. coach. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me let me say two things, last things. One is that I was in so much pain last year that I said, God, if I wasn't suicidal, but I said, God, if you take me out, I'd be happy. I'd be content because of the pain. And so I can really empathize with people who experience pain now, whatever that pain may be, all sorts of pain that people experience today. I can really empathize with that. And the second thing I'd like to say, we all need coaches in our lives. We need somebody to help us to process life because it's, it, there are a myriad of things that are thrown at us and not having someone that you could just talk to who can ask those good clarifying questions like you do, Janine, like you're good at pulling out what's in because it's within us. The answers are often within us because especially as a believer, Christ is in you. He's the hope of glory, right? And so, um, but we have to learn how to tap into, how to come, come to grips with who we are in him and what we truly have in him. You know, sometimes you just want to put a period there and not add anything on. So I'm not going to, because you just said just such great, great stuff. So, 
because I can't imagine that people really wouldn't be, you know, feeling the inspiration and motivation from you. I'm sure this has resonated with so many. So it is if somebody wanted to continue either talking with you or finding out more or, you know, learning more about 3CP, what does somebody need to do to get in touch with you, to work with you? You wanted to share anything like that? Yeah, so we're at our website is thirdculturepeople.com. That's 3RD, not the word spelled out third, but 3RD, thirdculturepeople.com. We're on um, Facebook. You know, you could look me up, Yay Johnson, Yathis Johnson, or Third Culture People. Uh, we have a Facebook group that we just started. You can join us there. We're on Instagram, Yay Johnson, uh, 3CP. We're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn. So we're on all the major social media platforms, YouTube channel, and uh, probably should be on TikTok, but I'm, I'm there, but I'm not there. <laughs> so I, I'm going to admit to the same. So clarifying question here is um, 3CP is consulting and um, coaching for, uh, you know, more of this in, um, humanity and being the, the best that you can be. But if it's a twist and talking about what we were just talking about, you know, we're really struggling right now, hypothetically went through a divorce, went through trauma, went through a grieving process. I, I messed up and now I got to get back together. I'm just a fearful person. You know, I can picture even more so many men out there that would just say, hey, you know, this guy just admitted something so big and I'm feeling the same thing. He's the guy like I want to talk to him, but it doesn't really fall under 3CP. Just can you clarify that a little bit? Yeah, well, that's where the coaching piece comes in because I'm about people development. So 3CP is really about people development, right? And so we're developing you to become a more inclusive and, and, and culturally intelligent person, but also emotionally intelligent, you know, so relationally intelligent. So we deal with four intelligences, cultural, emotional, relational, and, and inclusive intelligence. So really the emotional relational is what I, uh, I'm certified in that as well. And so uh, this is where I live and would love to help people if they're struggling with life um, and we're there for them. You know, you just sparked a thought in my mind because, you know, this has been just such a great conversation and you are a wealth of knowledge. I'd love to invite you back for just, you know, one component of just emotional intelligence, because yep. that, again, you know, each of these are just a whole podcast or a series in and of itself. But yeah. um, Yethis, you really are just truly an unbelievable guest. Thank you for sharing your your heart, your mm -hmm. your desires, uh, just to really help the help make an impact in the kingdom is really wonderful. So thank you for being a great guest. And we hope that we're going to see more of you and our listeners. All the information that Yethis just gave us on how to get in touch with them will be below. So look out, really take that, pick up that phone or make that phone call or send that email and really get, get on that bandwagon to get that coaching done. Thank you, Yethis, and we look forward to hearing Thank you, Janae, for having me. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.